So you are having difficulty getting people on board for the quality improvement movement. Well, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune. And with me today is Dr. Samantha Collier. She's the chief medical officer of HealthGrades, one of the nation's largest independent healthcare ratings companies. HealthGrades provides ratings and profiles of hospitals, nursing homes, physicians, and even prescription drugs in an effort to help millions of consumers with their healthcare choices. HealthGrades provides comparative quality outcomes on almost 5,000 hospitals and receives about 50 million annual page views. Dr. Collier has been HealthGrades Vice President of Medical Affairs since 2002. In addition, she works as a hospitalist at Kindred Hospital in Denver, Colorado, providing weekend coverage for the critical care team requiring intensive care management of 15 to 20 patients in a long-term acute care center. She joins us today from HealthGrades offices in Denver. Colorado. Dr. Samantha Collier, welcome to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Thank you. Well, it's great to have you today because I've written about and I know it's the business of health care aids to uh, provide quality information. And even though you guys have been doing this for over a decade, there's still some challenges, aren't there, with getting uh, various organizations on board uh, with the quality improvement. And if you could uh, tell us about this, um, because let's face it, the trends are forcing quality to be become a top priority for hospitals. But I know, um, you know, the physician buy-in, and and it's still a little bit of a challenge, isn't it, to get everybody on board? We wouldn't have a business at HealthGrades of helping hospitals improve quality if if there wasn't a challenge. I I think, you know, specific to physicians, the biggest challenge is, um, frankly, accepting the bell curve. I think all physicians will admit that there's an enormous opportunity to improve the quality of care across medicine, not just in hospitals, but uh, across everything that we do. Interestingly, um, in my experience, and I think that studied and written by others, is that it's just never that physician. You know, it's always someone else. And so it's kind of passing the buck that we acknowledge there's a problem. It's just not my problem. So I think first and foremost is we just have to face the brutal facts that it is statistically improbable for all of us to be at the top of the bell curve. Um, But you you will not meet a physician who says, yep, I'm probably in the middle or (laughs) at the bottom. So I think that's challenge number one is we don't have a good mechanism of providing performance feedback to physicians. So they don't know how they do relative to their peers. And, And there are studies that show once they do, then they typically go through various stages of grieving, you know, denial, anger, and so forth. Um, and so those are the steps you have to go through to get physicians to buy in. They, they have to face the brutal facts, um, and they have to stop denying that there's no opportunity for them to improve and that, that they want to do better. They have to have the will and the desire and the moral clarity to do so. And if if you think about it, really, I mean, I would think that a lot of the medical care providers that are being rated would want to be a part of it. I mean, because the problem is, or the the good news for for consumers and even providers, quite frankly, is that if you are into the ratings game, I mean, and you have information and you're providing and being forthright with information, um, you should probably be transparent about it because we're seeing the government and we're seeing large employers pretty much demand this, aren't we? Well, I would think that that is certainly how some physicians are approaching that, but I would say they're definitely in the minority. 
um, I think most physicians right now are still in this denial phase that, you know, somehow they're going to be insulated um, from exactly what you described. I think in the very near future, uh, patients are going to be able to access our performance, and that's going to be our, our mortality rates, our complication rates, how many we do, how long we've been doing it, um, what other patients think of us, our bedside manner. And, you know, again, we have two choices. We can sit back and cross our arms and say, you know what, this isn't fair, and fight it, or we can lead it. And I see that the majority of us are choosing not to lead it, largely because it's a big, it's a big thing to tackle, you know, about saying, yeah, I'm willing to put my mistakes out there to the public. And I, I think that's where we're getting hung up right now is what are the right measurements to report because patients do die and patients do get complications that have nothing to do with a physician, has nothing to do with a hospitalization. How do you adequately risk adjust that um, so that you're not defaming in some way the reputation of a physician or, or a hospital? But that's really the challenge right now, but it has forged ahead, um, and every single payer, employer, uh, major healthcare stakeholder is uh, absolutely invested and interested in getting information specific on physicians. So the wise physician would be proactively engaged in not only knowing where they are now, but how do I improve? And if you think about it, um, when considering health grades has been rating hospitals for over a decade, um, if there might be some fear as to what uh, what you guys might find out about a physician, what are some of the quality differences among hospitals uh, that Health Grades has found in its studies? Well, some of the, the largest differences we've seen um, in a recent report released earlier this year was, uh, for example, in the cardiac areas in hospitals that, they're, you know, like in bypass surgery, there could be a, roughly a 70% lower risk of dying in the hospital after you know, adjusting for patient factors between the top performing hospitals and the worst performing hospitals. So, you know, that translated for us, we could have potentially saved, you know, several hundred thousand just Medicare lives um, in the three years that we studied. So these differences are big. And a lot of that variation that we find on our quality improvement side, where we work directly with physicians, hospital administrators, we get inside the medical records, we talk to nurses and so forth, a lot of that variation does have to do with physicians. It's not solely their own accountability, but certainly a lot of it um, can be impacted by physicians. Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and joining me today is Dr. Samantha Collier. She's the chief medical officer of Health Grades, which is a ratings agency that looks at hospitals, nursing homes, doctors, and will also be doing prescription drugs. And Health Grades has been doing this for over a decade, and I guess if you could Dr. Collier, if you could tell us, what is the outlook for hospital quality improvement among the nation's hospitals? And, and have you noticed, since Health Grades has been doing this, um, are hospitals getting better? 
Well, our studies, as well as others, have found that um, hospital care, quality of care, is getting better, and that's good news. We're seeing death rates decline across a wide array of procedures and conditions, just just as other studies. I think that what might be a, a little bit unsettling, though, is that it's not improving as fast as it needs to improve. Um, you know, back in the late 90s, early 2000, when the Crossing Quality Chasm report came out from the Institute of Medicine, that we needed to make a 50% improvement in the five years. We, we did not achieve that accomplishment. Uh, we're not close to that accomplishment, and it's been almost 10 years now. So, you know, we really need to get past some of the barriers that are holding us back um, and, and need to accelerate this. The second point from our research has shown, as well as others, that there are hospitals, there are physician groups, there are physicians that are figuring this out, and they're really leading the pack as far as improving quality, and we need to understand what they're doing differently and why, um, and try to, you know, impart those best practices on, on the rest of medicine. Well, and that, you bring up an interesting point, because it seems to me if, if you, you know, turn on the television, you know, open up a newspaper, and you even see a, a various advertising, hospitals are increasingly um, marketing themselves based on quality, and they may be using uh, information from health grades or others in this effort. And is this something, is this, is this a good thing for people? Because um, I have heard of, certainly heard of health grades, um, as you, you're definitely on the show, but you see other people getting into this and you kind of wonder, uh, you know, is, is some of this a good thing um, or is it, is it confusing to consumers or, or where would we be headed for this? I think any type of quality transparency in general, um, assuming that, you know, it's credible and uh, and done well is a good thing for consumers. I think transparency, you know, we live in the United States of America where most of us spend significantly more time researching the purchase of a computer, automobile, even microwave, um, and spend zero time searching for where to get or bypass surgery or whether, you know, this physician is board certified or not. And I think there's a couple reasons for that. In the latter, we assume that um, our hospitals, our physicians, our medical community, uh, that quality is implicit, you know, in everything that we do, and that quality is all the same, but it's not. Um, and I think patients are, or consumers are increasingly understanding that with all the media attention um, that's been focused on it, as well as national attention with the Department of Health and Human Services and so forth. Second is that I think that the hospital marketing of their quality is also a good idea because it gives their consumer some idea of, you know, some, some validation that you're coming to a, a pretty good hospital. Again, assuming it's credible and so forth, um, patients are not making, you know, an end-all, be-all decision. They're looking for validators, and that may just be one of them. You bring up an excellent point, too, because consumers are looking for more of this type of information. Are you finding, since HealthGrades has been around in the hospital quality improvement, are you guys linking with payers? Are payers coming to you, employers coming to you? I know that employers are clearly seeing their health care costs uh, rise, but it, oftentimes you hear when I do stories, um, they don't know where to go. I mean, people that want to make sure they're going to the site with the best information. Are payers and employers coming to you? 
payers and employers are coming to us, um, also the pharmaceutical industry, the device industry. Payers use our information slightly differently than employers and pharma and so forth, but in essence, everybody wants to know who the top quality performers are, and they also want to know who the worst quality performers are. Right now, where we are is not so much, I don't even want an average one, um, but I want to make sure I stay away from the worst one. For your physician audience or other clinicians, do you know what your performance is and how sure of you, and why aren't you making that transparent then? Don't wait for someone else to put that information out there. You should be talking to your patients proactively about how many you do, what your complication rates is, and how that stacks up to what the best benchmarks are. And don't wait around for someone else to dictate what this is. But that's why Health Grades gets into this, because others have not risen to that challenge. As challenging as it is, there's a huge demand for this type of information. Well, Dr. Samantha Collier, you've certainly given our listeners a lot to think about in the uh, healthcare quality movement. It started with hospitals. Uh, it's moving on to nursing homes, doctors, and prescription drugs. Uh, the company is Health Grades, and their website is healthgrades.com. Our guest has been Dr. Samantha Collier. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM. 157, the channel for medical professionals. To listen to our on-demand library, visit us at reachmd.com, register with promo code radio, and receive six months free streaming for your home or office. If you have comments or suggestions, call us at 888-MD-XM-157. And I'd like to thank you today for listening.